0: got me today. <laughs> nice. 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 You got me oh, today. Oh, <laughs> don't bring me up.
1: Oh, I couldn't find it fast enough. No. No. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, darn You got, it. Me, I got me, got had, me, got um, me. I thought I had uh crickets. I wanted to have crickets doing <laughs> it. I got I mean
0: That's my jam, man. That's my intro jam. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is.
1: Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. Guys, uh, it is our Wednesday episode. It is January 10th, 2024. Uh, It looks like my computer's doing that thing again where it wants to make the screen darker just when I'm on screen. Uh, We are live on TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. It is our, uh, like I said, Wednesday episode for everybody watching on uh TikTok, you can't comment, but if you would like to be able to see the Bible on screen, see the charts that we're going to have on screen and anything else that we're doing, you can um, come over to YouTube and watch that. Uh, for everybody watching on Facebook, you can see the video, but you can't, so I don't think you can see all the comments. So if you want to join the conversation, come on over to YouTube and for everybody that's always here every single week on YouTube, welcome back guys. Hey, I miss y'all so much because I can vent to y'all for the crap that I be dealing with on TikTok, but what's up JD?
0: What's up, brother Bear? Good to be back. Wednesday episode. Good to see everybody and, back in the house.
1: I'm gonna try and create more light. Yeah. because So we're for some reason I'm really
0: dark. We're live on. We're live on Tick Face. <laughs> you <laughs> live on Tick Tick Face Face Tube <laughs> and everything else. Welcome back to the True Christian Ministry Podcast. As always like and subscribe. Before we get into this, I'm still getting so many messages. There's a lot of people that are messaging me. Someone has created a fake account and he's he's going after the woman that I follow and that follow me. So he's, he's messaging catfish. all the women. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I feel
1: man. like that's an insult to me because my guy messages dudes too. So he must not think I'm attractive enough to like really bait the women. But with your profile picture, he's no. like, I can get anyone. I can get anyone yeah. with that hair flip, bro. I'm telling you.
0: I'm telling he's you. a he's so, a thirsty uh, individual after all the females in in. Uh, so just if you see a tombs empty, bro, backup, It's not me, man.
1: Side not note, <laughs> uh, that video that you uh, that I that I uh, I stitched the video. Right, the video you sent me, and I made a video about it. There's a guy in my comment section that I forgot to to show you. That said something about like your boy JD. You could tell he wasn't hit, like, I don't know if English was his main language, but he's like, Your boy JD dresses like a uh, mo- modern day uh, pagan or something like that. And I'm just looking at it like, What? I think it's the earrings. Do you, I never have asked you, do you get crap <laughs> for the earrings? Because that's the only thing different in a oh, video yeah. of upper body. Like,
0: all the, not just the earrings, the tattoos, man. Earrings and the tattoos. I can't-
1: all Bro, the time, I can't like, stand when people talk about tattoos as if like you can wash them off. Like when a Christian straight up right. says, "Why do you have tattoos?"
0: <laughs> yeah, like, the earrings and first the tattoos, of all, and and if it was and, a
1: sin for a while. Well, yeah, they forget.
0: And for tattoos. a while, my, you know, at one point, my wife was like, "Why don't you just take them out?" And because like if I take these out, I've got to go get my ears sewed. Like oh, they've yeah, got to get, I they've got to they stitch like, them. So I think uh, it's good cool so, it Crosses, right? Yeah, I've got crosses, and I've most of them are crosses. These are just plain black ones, but bro, uh, most of them are like full of crosses.
1: When, when I'm going out with the wife, bro, I put the diamond studs in. What you talking about? They can kick rocks uh, with open toe shoes on. I it's so ridiculous,
0: right? Like,
1: let's dive into tonight because I, I want to. I'm, I'm excited for this topic because I know that this is one of those. This, it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> I already know. Get ready for the clips about me tomorrow, about how I'm truly a Calvinist, because tonight definitely will be one of those. Uh, Because we're going to not only talk about Calvinism and Arminianism, but I'm going to go ahead and explain to you why what why people would assume I'm a Calvinist by showing you what parts I do uh, agree with to an extent. Because here's the problem, JD. You know what really makes me upset? People will come into a video yeah. about Calvinism and um I mentioned in my video that, you know, predestination is true, but, you know, none of us truly understand how it works. And someone asked the question like, oh, so you're a Calvinist. I'm like, no, what? He's like, well, you said you believe in predestination. Are we forgetting that this is in the Bible? Because I've heard that's not the first time I've heard someone say, if you believe in predestination, you're a Calvinist. And it's like, how did the word in the Bible get uh, attributed to an entire theological lens?
0: Bro, you know what it got me the most is that there was a comment uh, someone on on one of your videos someone said, uh, okay, so you're a calvinist because you believe in one saved always saved. Listen, yeah, let right me too. just get the, let, let's just get this out of the out of the way before we get into it. The the doctrines of eternal security are not just held to by calvinists. Uh most theologians. Uh, a lot of I'm talking too. about yeah. <laughs> Most theologians who study the Bible um hold on, hold to eternal security. Why? Because it's biblical. It's uh <laughs> we can't just give you a verse on eternal security, we can just give you the Bible. Here we go. <laughs> Here's a book on eternal security. How's that sound?
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna be very it's, honest with you, JD. I am getting to the point where, like, if someone demonstrates that they're not I don't want to say this in a way that can be sound prideful, but there has to be a line you draw. If you put in enough time of study that you have to draw a line at a point where like, that's, I shouldn't waste my time. Cause bro, I mean, I, now I'm starting to see arguments. I'm just looking at people like what? Someone had the nerve to want to argue with me because I said, Gentile means um, anything other than a Jew. I'm like, bro, it's the literal definition. He's like, no, it's actually an Island. This is, I'm like, no, no, that's the literal this isn't up for dispute. And then I had people kind of uh, trying to argue with me about Noah coming before Babel. I mean, after Babel. Like, no, Babel comes after Noah. What are y'all talking about? Like, there's some yeah, things I don't, yeah. don't want to talk to people about because it's like I've put too much study in to answer a lot of questions that are stupid. And I know people are going to get upset with this. I also want you guys to hear this. Too many times do people on my um, that follow my page Comment and ask me something like, Mike, I heard about Lilith and now I'm so worried and confused. Can you tell me what this is about? And it tells me that you guys will hear anything online. And before you even take a moment, it's like, oh my goodness, that might be true. I need to go find out now. Stop that. <laughs> it. Everything like Mike, I just was with, and someone said this verse, like, I know that you've showed in it, in your eternal security playlist, all this, but someone brought up this one verse and I want to stop them and be like, wait, so do you think that this one verse, if it's going the way they're saying can contradict everything we've already discussed? Like, yeah, not believe what we've already learned and all like, so let's take a look at it first. Chill out. So, like, I want to just share that with my fellow Christians, as I look like I'm in the shadows because my computer is really getting on my nerves here. Like, <laughs> not everybody. Like, I, I, I don't want to say this wrong. <laughs> not everybody deserves their questions to be public. You could, you have the freedom of speech to ask those questions, but some questions don't need to go beyond your friends. <laughs> yeah. Or your Google search, like straight up the dude about Gentile. Like, bro, you could have googled that in the time you took the. Try and say no to me. <laughs> like just, yeah. Please, people, please, yeah. Um, most of the
0: comments are unfortunately like yesterday. I think Ashley, Ashley, and Carissa were in my live. I went live like a time I never go live. and um, everybody else was, was was so it was early, early morning for you guys. I think it was like four, five a.m. Ashley said. But anyway, you know we get these. The one dude actually commented saying that Romans three. Jesus only died for sins that had already taken place, like he died for sins in the past. So, so propitiation, um, paying it forward, uh, we're all doomed by that math. If <laughs> Jesus only died for sins that are past, guess what? Everyone for the last 2,000 years is doomed, like everyone.
1: Shut your mouth, JD. This is so stupid. I don't even want to hear these stupid things. Just like uh, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of all time on TikTok heresy. Uh, Jesus' blood did, did not uh, or <laughs> nowhere in the Bible does it ever, ever, ever say Jesus' blood is uh, what saves us. I forget exactly how that quote was. I need to go back and find that video just to remind myself of what that quote was. Um, so we're about to start, but give me a two-second delay as I'm over here. <laughs> I have, I'm telling you guys, I have a little OCD. I, I can't stand how dark my side is. So let me just try something real quick. JD, tell us about your day. Give us some motivation. About our
0: day. What wow. About your day, man.
1: What's Africa just, like just, today? Just,
0: my, well, let's just, let's just quickly address the elephant in the room. My brother from South Africa is in the chat. I saw you, Tyrant. I saw you, bro. So getting up at 430 with me, Spartan. Hey. What a legend. So that's that's that just awesome. a shout out to my boy, Tyron, in the chat. My boy, my G. Oh, you know what?
1: <laughs> I just did remember there is something we need to talk about before the show starts. Oh, my goodness. I just remembered that. All right, guys. Uh, so I do have the camera thing open. For some reason, I feel like when I press bright, brighter, it's just going to make it like a uh, uh, disgusting brighter. Let's see. Ah, that's so stupid, but whatever, it works. What about the contrast? Ah, No. No, there you go. There you go. Uh, come back a bit. I'm trying. Bit. Is that what I look like? Oh, that's better. That's better. No, that's that's like powder. You ever seen the movie Powder? Yeah, that
0: looks like you've like that. You look see through like a gecko.
1: <sighs> you shut your <laughs> mouth, JD. <laughs> this is stupid. The
0: invisible man. The invisible man. Yeah, so my day's been fine. It's only I've only been awake for 49 minutes. So, so far, so good. I've had a cup of coffee. So
1: lazy, dude. Wait, what? So what? Wake up. It's 430 in the morning. Get you a cup (laughs) of coffee and act like an adult. All right. But on a serious note, all uh, all seriousness, I forgot that I really wanted to talk about this tonight on the live stream. Two things. One's actually serious. One is whatever. And uh, JD actually doesn't know where I'm going with this because I haven't talked to him about it yet. Uh, I'll start with the not so serious one of uh, just make sure obviously you're already here on YouTube, but everybody on TikTok, make sure you're following the YouTube. I got two strikes today. Um, It honestly seems like, I mean, I told you guys about them trying to demonetize me. Uh, You know, I'm getting strikes now for things that aren't strikable if I wasn't a Christian. Um, And I'm actually uploading a video as we speak of all the things that are online right now, mocking our religion. But Mike makes a video saying, hey, like I, I go out of my way to say, Muslims, I love you. It's not you that I hate. Stop asking me why I hate Muslims. I do hate your God, and I said those words. Yes, but they have. There's videos out there. Of people literally saying I hate Jesus, and it's fine. Like it's it's mind blowing. Um, so yeah, just make sure you're following YouTube and 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 maybe follow my backup. Now on to the real serious thing. I got tagged in a video today, uh, JD, and I don't know if you got tagged in it or what. So you might not be aware. Like I said, Justin shared it with me. So somebody that I I he, I know he's been following the page for a while I've recognized his page I guess got into a discussion with someone who was making the case that her church was TikTok and this right here me and JD um are the past are her pastors and I fully understand why some people would say that and 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 I fully understand why you look at us with that trust and and I'm humbled But I think that we just need to restate something that J.D. and myself have always said. We don't want you to think this is your end goal like you're good. We will always be here as your uh, your your extra fellowship. Right. But at the end of the day, we have said it before. We want to say it again. um, You should always be looking for that physical covenant uh, in a church for that uh, physical uh, congregation, the people that can see you and and get to know you and and love you in person and be there when you need them, someone you can't just turn the screen off to, but that can recognize, hey, you know you're struggling, um, I see it in your face, like bro, what's wrong? Tell me, right? So and, and a pastor, a shepherd that can take care of you. So again, um, I've said it before that JB and myself don't mind being the pastors to the pastor list. We will give you as much as we can on an interim, but I just want to remind you guys that this isn't the end goal. Uh, uh, It's not, I mean, Mm. we'll be here. If you need us to be your end goal, could you never find a place? That's fine. We're just saying never stop looking for a church home where people can know you. Uh, JD and I cannot provide for you the full amount that a true church home can provide for you. So as much as I'm by it, like, I just want to remind you that I I love you guys. Yeah. That's
0: Amen. Awesome. Amen. And, and here's the, here's the reality. We've, we've said it many, many times. If, if, if that's, if that's the way God leads it and in, in five or six or whatever years, time, that's where Mark and I end up. And, and we do end up together in the same state doing the same thing, then God will get the glory still. Um, And they are uh, the, the opposite side of this point is there are brothers and sisters who have, who do not go to church and they've, they've elaborated on the reasons why. And I understand that, So again, um, not painting everybody with the same brush, but, uh, we're grateful that we're able to provide a safe space and that we are able to do this fellowship and get together and discuss the scriptures. But as, as Hebrews 10 says, man, we, we shouldn't forsake gathering together because that's, there's so much more to it. Accountability, um, having that physical, you know, physically being able to stand in front of someone and say, this is what I'm battling with. it's, it's completely different to being yeah. on a TV screen or a cell phone or whatever the case yeah, may be. That,
1: so that, that uh, conversation can really make remind you you're not alone. Um, I mean, just think about this. We are, it's a proven scientific fact that physical touch is necessary for literally living. Right. And that yeah. goes with our brothers and sisters as well. Those hugs that we need sometimes someone to put that hand on your shoulder, um, so, I mean, it's, it's necessary as far as, uh, that in-person, st- uh, relationship, but enough of that, let's dive into tonight's topic. And if you're a little late, look at that. You are good because we are now, now getting into the topic. So Calvinism and Arminianism. And before we open up the, cause we have one main thing we're going to be looking at. And then obviously the Bible, um, I want to just talk about a couple of things in JD. We can bounce. I can bounce these things off you, but let's just, let's just. Start some basic things that we should go into this thinking. One, none of us truly understand how sovereignty works, because sometimes when we have this discussion, what we want to be true can be in your head, and it'll make you reject something without looking for the scriptures on either side. Right. Yeah. And we 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 get this preconceived idea of this is what I say should be done. And when this happens, Amen. we also have misrepresentation of both sides. People saying Calvinists believe in a God who has robots. That's not what they believe. And Arminians believe that God has no control. That's not what they believe, right? So let's approach it in, in with honesty. Neither me – and, me and JD aren't Arminian or Calvinists, and you don't have to be one of these either. However, I will say we all line up – like if it's a spectrum – we're all on this spectrum somewhere, right? Whether you lean more towards one or the other, uh, and there's a third one now, JD, right? It's it's newer. It's mo- monolism. Mono is that what uh, William Lane Craig is? Mo- monolism.
0: Man, I'm, I'm stump mon- me there. Mon- I haven't monolism. heard of a new one. What is a new one?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's a there's a molinism. Yes. Yeah, so there's a middle ground one. Ready? So I'll share it with you, actually. Um, I don't like, uh, using a Wikipedia, so not that theopedia, that sounds like a good one. So let's bring it over to the on screen here so I can share the screen with you guys. So I recently saw a debate with William Lane Craig, uh, not debate, but a discussion. And I'm like, what is this? And it really, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like someone wants to try and take both Calvinism and Arminianism and mix them. And at some point you're like, Oh, that sounds good at some points, but then you slip into some others. So just to might as yeah. well cover it same topic, uh, we have here. If you guys can read, let me zoom in. Molinism is an attempt to provide a solution to the classic philosophical problems associated with God's providence, foreknowledge, and the freedom of humanity. This view may be traced to the 16th century Jesuit theologian Louis de Molina, uh, hence the name Molinism. Specifically. It seeks to maintain a strong view of God's sovereignty over creation while at the same time preserving the belief that human beings have self determined freedom or libertarian free will. Uh, Molina's doctrine is called Scientia Media or middle knowledge, because it stands in the middle of the two traditional categories of divine epist- epistemology as handed down by Aquinas, natural and free knowledge. It shares characteristics of each, and in the logical order of the divine deliberation, deliberative process regarding creation, it follows natural knowledge but precedes free knowledge. Um, let me see if I can scroll down now and see just real quick uh, if they have any quick summaries. Uh, God's knowledge of all possible and necessary truths, natural knowledge. Um, What what is it saying here? The following is a synopsis of the logical order postulated in Molinism relating the aspects or moments of God's knowledge. Oh, so how God's knowledge works. So God has a knowledge of all possible and necessary truths in the natural knowledge of what could happen. And then it says God's knowledge of all feasible worlds, middle knowledge of what would happen through free choices. Oh, now I remember how he summarized it, JD. So it's God knows every single choice you could possibly make. And it's like, uh, it's like, um, like a tree branch, right? So like in this direction, if I made this one choice, I become a doctor and this one choice, I'm, I'm divorced. And this one choice, you know what I mean? There's something about like instead of like Arminianism kind of has this view of peering into the future and God will elect you based on the fact that he knows you will believe. Right. And then you got Calvinists who say, no, 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 no. He says it in the beginning, you will believe. So yeah, that's right. Molinism tries to meet it in the middle. Like yes and no. (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, Rain's coming down pretty hard. So I'm just keeping myself on mute. But um, with, with that being said, um, I, I'm looking at the chat, and you know, Mark and I would agree with with this. Uh, ultimately, it's it's we look at the views, and there's there's nothing there's there's many things within Calvinism that is correct. There's many things there. Okay, well, not many. There are a few things within Armenianism that that is correct. <laughs> um, you know, in a very very few. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but when it comes to the the as we always say, tota scriptura. What does the word of God say? Allowing scripture to interpret scripture. And and this is not reading any ideologies or any any denominational viewpoints into the text. So ultimately, this is what people do. And we, you know, we see this. Uh specifically, Armenians um are, are the ones who, who hold to the fact that you can freely walk away from your salvation. You can lose yeah. your salvation. You can you can up and leave it. If you've had enough, you can you can go. Um, and again,
1: with the Calvinists will, uh, you'll, so with any doctrine guys, if you watch my recent video, actually trying to do this in nine minutes, I know I emphasize this, but with any doctrine, there's going to be variance amongst the individuals, right? So if you're sitting here listening, you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what Calvinists believe. Cause I met this guy, this guy, and that, um, not every Arminian believes the same thing or Calvinist, but I will say when it comes to Calvinists, it's a tighter uh, spread, right? So it doesn't vary as much. With Arminians, though, uh, you can have people that believe in eternal security. People believe you can lose salvation. People believe you can just walk away. Uh, when it comes to the atonement, like theirs is a much wider spread thing because it really didn't stick around the way Calvinism really solidified itself. So um, I just want to point that out. We're, t- we're just addressing doctrines. So, yes, there are cage stage Calvinists. And cage stage Arminians that run out there new to the faith and say wild, ridiculous things. And that's what made me hate. I hated Calvinism when I first met them because I I was running across a lot of cage stagers. And as I've told you all before, I had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry for the things I said about you because I was so angry at how they spoke about God that I begin to say, like, if that's God, I don't want that God. Like I was mad. Right. Um. And I was like, Lord, I'm sorry, because no matter what, you're still their God. They believe in Jesus Christ, they believe in the gospel. Like, my bad, God. <laughs> I apologize, please. But let's go yeah. ahead and open. And I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say Armenians
0: also have like a very sordid view of God's sovereignty. So God's sovereignty doesn't trump free will. Like your God cannot do anything that your free will won't allow you to do. So God can't, in a nutshell, God can't intervene in your life if you don't want him mm-hmm. to intervene in your life. Um,
1: Basically, if God walked in the that's, door that's, right now, I could walk out and he couldn't stop me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So when we see verses like Philippians 1, 6, uh, you know, he who started a good work in you, he, you know, when Paul says, I watered, I, I sowed, Apollos watered, God brought forth the increase, whatever the case may be, we their view and their interpretations of these scriptures are, are actually quite comical um, at times, yeah. Um, because they take you know working out your own salvation with fear and trembling um, as as uh, literally working for your salvation. In most mm-hmm. in most cases, we see our minions are low key works based, or not even low key. Sometimes they're all out there. You've got to work for your salvation.
1: Yeah. So I I like Leah's question because I was going to say this, talk about this anyway, as one of the preface things that we're talking about. She said, so doctrines that don't determine anyone's salvation or lack thereof, I get confused with this and heresies. So here's what I want to say. We can't label, unless the doctrine is straight up, like the doctrine itself is, is uh, uh, what I want to say here, uh, a straight up heretical non-salvation possible type of doctrine, right? So Mormonism. We can safely say that the Mormon Mormon doctrine cannot save you. However, I can't say all Mormons are unsaved because I don't know each and every one's heart. There might be one that's just a part of the church because that's their family and they truly believe, you know what I mean? Same thing with anybody, anybody in the Christian faith uh, or outside the Christian faith. I can't say who individually is, uh, uh, that's attached to something isn't saved. However, what I can say is that some doctrines have much more dangerous, like, for example, I've mentioned it before that the Catholic doctrine has a ton of stumbling blocks that can lead someone down a path of idolatry, 100%. And if you fall into idolatry before you even know who the Lord is, you don't know the Lord, you you are doomed. Um, but people like love to say Calvinism is a doctrine of demons and they're not saved. That's a blasphemous judgment. Um, and really, it's, it's really sad when I hear it because I've heard this come from people who practice faith alone and eternal security which means they have some type of connection with, with uh, the reformation. And you're saying the reason that they're going to hell isn't because it's a different gospel, but because you both are wrong about sovereignty, but they're more wrong than you in your mind, because you're not right. Like, let me tell you this right now, every single person listening, we got 127 here, 52 there. I don't know how many uh, on Facebook, but, Every single one of us is wrong when it comes to how God exists and his sovereignty, period. Like we don't have the answer on that because we could never fathom our God. So for us to ever try and condemn somebody to hell based on somebody being more wrong than you and you draw that line so that you're good, you are a hypocrite, a blasphemous, judgmental person. Um, So I just want to say that. Let's not let's stop. Let's stop categorizing people and throwing them in hell before you even know their heart. I'm done now. My rant's over JD. I'm ready to dive into the two. Good. Okay. He's giving me a thumbs up. He doesn't want to make it. Yeah. The rain's coming down hard.
0: So I'm just going to keep myself on mute while, while it slows down.
1: All right. So I found this, I didn't get the chance to read through it though. So I got to double check on some things. I did get to see the bullet points and that's really all we wanted is the bullet points. So John Calvin is the uh, main person that we believe is that is where uh, we find the beginning of Calvinism. Now, John Calvin, as it says up there, I love that it puts this foundation laid by Augustine because when you talk to someone that's Reformed, they will point back to things Augustine wrote about because Augustine was one of the Church Fathers that was into—I mean—that spoke about these things. And then over there at Armenian side, it says the foundation is laid by Arminius. Obviously, that's where you get the name. Uh, it's not the country just want to make sure there's no one out there that's like, doesn't want to ask that question, but now you're like, oh, okay, good. Thank you. I don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, and John Wesley is at the top there. So when it comes to the points, um, I believe Tulip was actually a response to the points of Arminianism. However, Calvinism existed first and Arminianism was a response to Calvinism. Uh, it actually wasn't Tulip at first. It was called the doctrines of grace. So Calvin didn't Never even heard the idea of tulip. Now, granted, this still is what he believed in a nutshell, because uh, the T U L I P is just a summary of the Calvinist doctrine. And as we go into it, because I feel like we're going to start with the Calvinist side, I just want to emphasize one thing that whenever we look at another doctrine, what we have to do, what we have to do, is that we have to look at it from their doctrine. Just like we tell atheists, you can't judge God from your own worldview, right? You got to look at things based on the worldview that the believer has. Same thing with this, because certain things like when we look at what they believe, when it comes to the U and the L, you can't forget they believe the T. Does that make sense? Like, cause they, if once you go through, you'll see, they all kind of work together. So uh, to understand what they believe, rather than trying to misrepresent them, take a look at what it is. So the first one is total depravity. And basically this, what this means is that from the moment you're born, because Adam was your federal head. Adam was your representative due to his action. You now are born dead in your sins already, right? You are born with a sin nature. So basically the moment you're born, you have no ability to go to God. Uh, and JD at any moment you want to, if I, if I slip up, correct, please correct me. Um, one of the strong texts here that they go with obviously is Romans eight or John six, where Romans eight says, if you, uh, the mindset on the flesh, um, is hostile to God for it cannot obey God it in fact it 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 like hates God basically right so if we're dead in our sins they believe therefore you are you're totally depraved nothing in you will drive you to God okay um and that's important to understand because a lot of people that talk about Calvinism what they'll say is oh God is a God has robots and he picks some to go to heaven and picks some to go to hell and no one gets a choice But the truth is that they believe we all have a choice, but we all choose sin. So God didn't choose any of us to go to hell. We all chose hell. And then they believe that God, therefore, in that chose some to save. So it's not he chose some to save and chose some to go to hell. It's just that he chose some to save out of the group of uh, fallen beings that chose sin freely. Um, And that's where we get the U at now. So because uh, all of humanity is totally depraved and sin freely, God unconditionally elects those that he is going to save in order to demonstrate his mercy. Again, Romans 9, you know, what if God out of the same lump decides to save and to demonstrate his wrath? Um, And this is to his glory, not our glory. Um, They also believe that with unconditional election, uh, it means that, that is the true meaning of a uh, 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 saved by faith and no works. You can't boast. And what they mean by that, cause I used to argue JD cause Ziddy's listening guys, by the way, I used to argue with them. Like, I feel like you can boast if you were elected, <laughs> but um, the, the argument though, that they, that they will use or that they believe is you and I could boast by saying, Oh, these dumb atheists, like at least I believed. like I, something in me was better than him. Cause I chose to believe for this one though. Before you were born, God already chose you. You could play no part in your salvation. They'll look back at things like Jacob, how I love, and Esau, how I hated. Romans 9 says things like, you know, God did this. He chose them in the womb so that they could not, there's no question on anybody earning it, right? So that's one of their texts that they go there. L, the limited atonement. Again, if T and U are true, then they believe that Christ's sacrifice was specifically for the elect. Now, listen to what that says, because, again, we do misrepresent this, um, even though I do disagree with their their definition. I feel like a lot of people misrepresent this, saying that they limit it to the point where they say God didn't die for, I mean, Jesus didn't die for everybody. No, what they're saying is that if T and U are true, then there's no need to die for the non-saved. He died for the saved. It's a limited atonement. So that's what they believe. Again, I also disagree to an extent on how they define that, but I would say this. As, you, as you'll see on both sides, every Christian, unless you're a universalist, limits the atonement to a degree. The difference is, who do we believe has the power to limit it? Calvinists believe only God can limit it. We believe man can, because Jesus saved, uh, or Jesus died for everyone, is what a lot of people will say, right? And therefore, if everyone doesn't get saved, then that means it was limited to some. And that's because they didn't put their faith in Jesus. So my point is, Before we jump on that term, we all limit it to an extent, like period, unless you're a universalist and you believe everybody goes to heaven, no matter what, uh, I irresistible grace. Uh, so this is the fact that again, if T through U and L is all true, this is saying that if God does call you, you, there's nothing that's going to change. You're going to come. And the reason why they believe this is since you were dead in your sins and you didn't want God, when he regenerates you because he's going to regenerate you before you come to him. Now you want God. He changes your nature. So he doesn't make you a robot. Again, misrepresentation of Calvinism. What he's doing is they they believe that God, with his elect, regenerate them. They are not dead in their sins. They have that, that draw in them for Jesus, and they therefore pursue Jesus. Not that God makes them do it, but he gives them the grace to let them be spiritually alive. Basically saying, basically, if you think about it, he makes them able to make the choice Adam made, if that makes sense, right? Um, but all of us are already past that. And then the last one, P. Again, if all the top ones are true, then obviously the saints will be saved and there's nothing that can stop it. I did forget something on irresistible grace. Um, they also believe like literally no one – you can't resist it. For for example, Paul would could not have said no. Moses could not have said no. Um, and Mary couldn't like Mary couldn't have said no to which I will say that there is some truth in that factor of it, because let's be honest, Jonah said no. And then what happened? God made him say, God made him say yes. Nebuchadnezzar didn't want to obey. God made him say yes. Um, So, I mean, I've never heard God ask JD. I don't know if you've ever heard, like God said to Moses, can you please? It's always uh, God appeared and said, go. Like I, I was thinking about this as I was prepping for this. I'm sitting there like, Man, because I, I I had uh, that video I made the other night. Like, God don't ask. <laughs> he show up every time we see him in scripture. Like, hey, go. And, and remember Ananias, go to Paul. He's like, but God, Paul be killing us. Go. JD, you coming back? Is it that loud over there that you don't want to come back up?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to connect my
1: You my sound Bluetooth, good, man. but
0: it seems like, yeah, I just can't hear you. Because the roof, I put the noise reduction on the mic. I can't hear you at all. It's like uh, I can see your lips moving, laptops on 100%, but I can't hear a word you're saying. So I have put the noise reduction on the mic so that people don't hear the rain, but uh, I can't well, hear you. Can't so, hear so I'm just, just trying to right get now. the. Yeah, I, I can hear you very vaguely. So I'm just trying to connect these uh, headphones.
1: I can't. I'll hear be back the now. Rain is my window. <laughs> i can't hear the rain um this isn't necessarily an order what do you mean an order like in order from top to bottom or something um no i mean it's not an order but it's all like it's it's just they believe all of it by the way sineda uh i will be checking my email thank you for reaching out i must have missed it i've had a lot of messages over the over the um Holiday. So before, while we wait for JD to get back, that is tulip in a nutshell. Now again, um, there's things that go on behind this, and, and things that they believe that play a part in it. Uh, like I said, there's things in this I agree with, things I don't agree with. Uh, go ahead and get your screen record ready for the people that love to call me a Calvinist. I'll tell you why people call me a Calvinist. As far as total depravity goes. I agree to an extent because we are all born in our sin and Romans 8 is not a lie. And a man that's got his mind set on the flesh is hostile to God. I don't disagree with that at all. The disagreement that I have with Calvinists, and I feel like I've said this before, JD, is they believe that God elects um, those chosen elect and then only calls them. I do believe that when Jesus says, when the son of man is lifted up, I will draw all men to me. I believe the call is wider than the Calvinist believe it is. I believe he calls. Yes. Wider, and that man may harden his heart. And that's why in Hebrews, what does it say? Do not harden your heart. Like that's the one call not to harden your heart. Right. Don't, don't stand yeah. hard against God. Cause if so, it'll pass by though, because Romans one does say, if you reject it enough, he'll stop pulling. So, like I said, there, I believe there is truth to what they believe as far as Calvinists go. I believe that they've just got some issues with, uh, with when it comes to the elect and how these things work. Um, and it's not a, this isn't salvation related. Again, none of us truly yeah. know, but I believe all men have an. And I think
0: exactly. I mean, we we go to scriptures like uh, John three sixteen. It says, "For God so loved the world, not God so loved a few people in the world." Uh, Colossians it says. Paul says clearly, God's desires for all men to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. So, uh, mm-hmm. exactly, going to Hebrews, we see, you know, don't harden your heart towards God, and the the way. And we've I've, I've witnessed this with 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 five point Calvinists that that are puffed up because who I'm chosen, Uh, you know, I've arrived. I'm, I'm no, the main God.
1: Uh, that is not true. The uh, I've never met a true Calvinist that like studies scripture that thinks the blood of Christ is not important. Um, I'll tell you what happened when it, everything changed for how I at least respect Calvinists. It's when I stopped listening to young Calvinists who know nothing about their faith on social media that just got their feet wet. And I started to hear uh, wiser people in their uh, theology. Right. And then you can actually listen and say, oh, that's what they believe. Um so, yeah, as far as total depravity goes, I don't disagree to the extent that Romans is not a lie. All men who walk in the flesh cannot and do not want God. John 6 is not a lie. Um, that's the problem, is my heart. Let's let's just be very can we just matter of fact, you know what? Let's just let's just throw some cards on the table tonight as far as predestination and stuff goes. No, notice how Christians don't have a problem with the fact that Israel was chosen by God. You don't hear anybody complain about that. No one complains about the fact that Abraham did nothing. He didn't know what was going on. Esau, Jacob, nobody complains about that. No one complains about the fact that David obviously was chosen before he could ever draw breath because David was talked about, foreseen about, and it was happening. No one complains that Judas had a plan to be eternally doomed because he was going to do that before the dawn. No one complains about Pharaoh. No one complains about these things, right? But as soon as we even start to think God plays a part in, like, I swear, Christians get real, like, it's almost like you don't want God to have that. Like, no, nah, no, nah, God doesn't want because he can't. But it's almost like to the point where it's like, wait a minute. Are you saying God can't move you? God, God can yeah, and what makes me sad is the fact that we know sin can move us. We know sin enslaved us. And it almost sounds like sometimes people think that sin had more power over them than God does. Because if a man can't break free from sin on his own, how can a man break free from God on his own? It blows my mind, JD, when we when people let their feelings get involved. At the end of the day, there are some things in the Bible that Jesus says that we gotta we gotta stand with. Just like I think before we went live, I was telling JD that. You know, I I run into people that if I even say the word predestination, they'll say, Oh, you're a Calvinist. No, I read Ephesians 1, I read Romans 8. These are biblical terms. (laughs) So, like, that doesn't belong to that one group. Stop it. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, it believing in God's sovereignty isn't limited to all Calvinists. Like, you cannot be a Calvinist but believe in sovereignty of God.
0: Amen. Amen. And and this all this all comes down again when 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 we've spoken about hermeneutics and exegesis this all comes down to how if you're going to listen to a bible teacher of any sort um are you going back to the bible
1: Um, over and here? ultimately
0: this, oh, yeah. this is, this is a, this is a big problem out there. Cause I see that, I see the comment, um, you know, the comment from Leah saying that's what bugs over the internet, you know, so many, it's a good resource, but can also cause a lot of confusion hundred percent. And this is why we're told to, to stay in the word of God. Um, ultimately we're fallible humans we're, we we will, we will still get things wrong. This is, mm-hmm. and this is not an intentional thing. This is why why people, and I'm, I, I nah. always look at these heresy hunters. The sometimes it's yeah. intentional. <laughs>
1: sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but but you know, let's look at the oppo- the opposing side of the coin, uh, with these heresy hunters that that like literally look and sit and look for someone and wait. They're like little demons in the corner, sitting and waiting for an opportunity to pounce.
1: Oh, JD, he said what that. Happened? Look at him. What happened when I went on the podcast with two Calvinists? No one even cared about yeah. the, the, my relationship with them. No one cared about who they are as people. It was like I was getting DMs. Mike, did you know that they're Calvinists? Like, okay, are they are – they, I can't fellowship with people now that love Jesus? Like that's crazy because and, – and that's why some people I think have also tried to paint me as a Calvinist because it's easy to get Christians to hate you if they think you're a Calvinist. But yeah. guess what? i 'd rather be a Calvinist than some of these heretical mad crazy uh doctrines if you get what I'm saying um I, I have no time for those yeah. things. um but yeah and've uh, also,
0: also also majority of my friends even in South Africa you know and the and the guys I'll sit with and have biblical discussions with if we go for coffee and we sit and we discuss the Bible you know uh, there's there's just one other guy um that that that's like me doesn't subscribe to a denomination and and we'll go we've got a few Calvinist friends and we'll go toe to toe and we'll go backwards and forwards. um, And we'll argue and reason with, with multiple scriptures, but we'll never. Okay. Now you're no longer my brother in Christ because of what you said there. And and this is how small minded. Some people are like, they get to choose who your brother and sister in Christ is based on, based on a secondary issue. No, man, that's, that's just not, that's just not how it works.
1: I'll be honest with you though. I allowed it to do that. I allowed it to do that very same thing to me because remember uh, some of you guys know uh, the guy that I went out street preaching with, his name is Ricky. uh, We had a falling out because of, you know, he was a Calvinist and I wasn't. And I told, I told you guys, I started this apologetic journey battling and debating Calvinists. but someone asked the question, why are they hated? Right. And I will give you the answer. Why? Because like I said, I hated them because so you heard me say cage stage Calvinist. This is someone who's early in the doctrine and they're trying to, you know, bring all that tulip stuff in and they completely misrepresent it and what happens is they end up painting the picture of a god who's the author of sin they i won't lie they do the cage stage calvinists because they don't know how to answer certain questions will basically say um every single thing is to the point of god not just allowing but fine-tuning every single action, right? And some of them make it sound like that. Some of them will make it sound like, again, God chose, I'm going to send you to heaven, I'm going to send you to hell. So it's like, wait, so these people have no, they have an excuse, right? In fact, I used to use that discussion, like Romans one says, no man will have an excuse, but it sounds like you talk about men that had their legs tied from birth, right? Um, So when these people represent a, a faith, then it's going to be painted in a certain way. However, you know what I learned once I left the uh bubblegum youth of christianity i love when paul says when i was a child i spoke like children as in, when i became an adult i spoke like men do or when i became men um in my younger days i thought calvinists were the worst right but today i w- if you were to ask me which group of christians respects the word of god the most it's reformists now i'm not saying calvinists because so the reformed yeah, and Calvin- all reformers like are this,
0: calvinists yeah
1: yeah but it's not there's a there's a line it's a thin line in my opinion right but reformers yeah. are, I would say, have the most respect for Scripture, mainly because they're the where the sola scriptura comes from. In fact, if you ascribe to the five solas, like J.D. and I do, that comes from the Reformation. We all do. Like people love to act like, no, they don't. Like I'm a Christian and I don't come from the Catholics or the Protestants. Like, okay, sure, buddy. You, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. Well, don't do that pagan stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: Yeah, but so we see both uh, sides of the coin, though. We see both sides of the coin. Like, yeah, and we're gonna, it's, it's, it's,
1: we're going to get to the, and Arminian everybody incorporates in
0: what? Yeah, but when it comes to, when it comes to Calvinism or the Reformation, you'll see some people quote something or, or quote a scripture and they'll bring it into the context, which, which, which Calvinists would agree with. And then people will go, Oh, are you a Calvinist? Uh, and no, it's, it's got nothing to do with, with, with any ism. It's it's I agree with what the Word of God says here, um, and 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 like Selina said, and we I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with the chat as well. But it's imp- it's imperative that you recognise that that none of these things, if, if if we look at the all the different denominations within the Protestant movement, you what is the core? What is the fun- fundamental? And this is so this is a fitting episode after we've just gone through soteriology and the gospel. Uh, on Monday. So if, if this is your first time here and you're watching this and you're all sorts of confused, then go back to Monday's episode so that you can see what the fundamental is for salvation. Again, we can argue all day long about the differences between Calvinism and Ar- Arminianism. But the crux is: do you believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate? Do you believe that He died for your sins on the cross, that He was buried, and that He rose again on the third day? That this is what saves you. And, and people can try and tell you and, and that, okay, but now you have to do this. And now that you've believed that, now you have to read your Bible this way. And now you only have to read a KJV. And now you have to go this way or that way. Ultimately, what they're doing is that they're adding a work to, and they will say they're not, but they're adding work because now you've got to have a certain denomination. You've got to have a certain clique of friends. You've got to have a certain this and a certain that. Uh, I told
1: you before that people become, legalists. Dangerous. people become legalists by doctrine and, and, and start to get in real legalists, what you read and all that. Um, so before we get into the Armenian side, because we're going to do one at a time here. Um, so we're going to go through a couple scriptures that I know from just my experience with it and also scriptures I would use for defending predestination and just kind of explain a little bit of how they look at it. And I'm not going through all of them, but just some of them as far as scriptures that support a lot of the things that, like I said, that JD and I would say we agree with it, that aligns with some of what reform, like I said, I'd rather say reformed, uh, the, with the reformed view. Um, and then we'll go through the Armenian stuff. Now there was one more thing I actually wanted to say in regards to what we were saying about Calvinist, but then I had a brain doo doo. Darn it. That happens to me too often where I just lose it. it just, I, um, maybe it'll come back to but Let's go ahead and dive into some scriptures real quick. So like, for example, so Proverbs 16, I think is a big one where it says, um, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs the spirit commit your works to Yahweh and your plans will be established. All Yahweh has made is for his purpose and even the wicked for the day of trouble and abomination of Yahweh are all who are arrogant of heart rest assured he will not go unpunished by loyalty and faithfulness iniquity will be covered over and by fear of yahweh one turns from evil do i have the lex open i do i was like why is it saying yahweh i just realized that uh my bad i opened it yeah, instead LAX, of lord yeah yeah um, yeah but hey i love reading that so <laughs> i'm sitting there just going through that's it cool. naturally that's, like, cool. that's a normal thing yeah, on the podcast cool. but um yeah. but i wanted to point it out because it says the wicked are made for their purpose everything is right so this falls into the idea that Hey, look, and I really too many people try to act like God is not OK with people going to hell if he's not a just judge. I don't know about you, J.D., but do you ever notice that some people be like, oh, God doesn't send anybody to hell. People send people to hell. No, no God sends people to hell. He have absolutely does. He absolutely does. Um, we <laughs> commit the crimes that get us sent to hell right? Like, so that's, that's the difference, but God does God. Hell glorifies God just as much as heaven does. Go ahead and get your screen recording out. I don't care about saying this. <laughs> I even make myself big screen. Cause for some reason compared to you, I look like I'm with the Adams family. I'm all gray skinned and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why do I, Oh my goodness, man. Oh, up, up, up. Here we go. Um, is that an angel? Nope. Never mind. <laughs> it's so disappointing how the the, the people on uh, tiktok don't even know um but yes so heaven and hell both glorify god i have no shame in saying that because the bible makes it clear hell glorifies god's justice heaven glorifies god's mercy and grace heaven's uh glorification relies on hell's uh, 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 existence. Because how do you know what grace and mercy are if God's not the just judge? Like, oh, cool. You gave me grace, but you're not just. No, he has to be just also. Both of those things work together. And and this is why the Bible makes it clear that not only is he uh, a God of grace and mercy, but He's a consuming fire. He is He is uh, uh, the God that is just and that will punish the wicked and vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Right. So hell is not like, oh, you know, uh, uh, I'm not trying to word it. These people, the way that they argue these things like, oh, God doesn't, uh, you know, elect people and this, this and that, because hell. No, God sends people to hell. That is true. Let us not sit here and pretend that people are lining up to hell like, hey, God, can I get a pass to go to hell? Although I had someone comment that nonsense the other day, talk about there's no sex in heaven, send me to hell. Oh gosh, (laughs) (laughs) there's no sex there, bro. (laughs) Like, people be like, Oh, I'm going to the party's rat. No, no, it's not, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I saw Ashley saying, uh, You've never met an Arminius, trust me, you have. Uh, Methodist, full gospel. Full gospel church. Uh, these guys are. are hold to Armenian beliefs. So um, you yeah, have an you Arminian. In the
1: discord server. Who's uh, involved with a lot of things. What's his. Uh, y'all know his name. What's his name. One of y'all knows y'all gotta know. Because I give him crap for it. He likes to say he's an Arminivist. He likes to try and say he's half and half. But he's a liar. He's an Arminian. <laughs> Is he in here tonight? <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, he's not in here tonight. It's uh it's uh Daniel. <laughs> let him know. I let him know when you see him that I said that him and his new King James version are Arminians and he'll know, he'll know the truth. Don't let him say anything. Um, but let's look at a couple other scriptures, then we'll jump to our Arminian side. John 6. We're all familiar Benjamin. with him, but how 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 many of you have actually sit there and looked at what John six is really saying? And because I gotta ask people. What bothered me is when I finally started reading the scripture in depth, I'm like, wait, so none of us sit here and actually come across this and ask ourselves, okay, wait a minute now. Like, are we going to address these kinds of statements that Jesus makes? Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Do not work for the food that, is, that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe what work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, Give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall not, shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet you do not believe ready. All that the father gives me will come to me. So there's the first claim. And, and and the reformers, if you're going to, if you have an argument or a discussion with a reformer, you're going to have to be able to come across this and, and defend your case. Right? So, this this is something that has to come across. okay, all that the Father gives me. so that means the father has given people. okay now, are you gonna align with the Armenians saying God peers ahead in the future? knows who will believe and then says I elect them or does God right? So again, and I can I have an hour and a half video podcast stream talking about what I believe this means. So if you guys are interested in Mike's views on this, I uploaded it. What was that last week? I think guys, the predestination a one and a half hour stream. And then it says, um, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out for. I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. And then we see him uh, go down a little bit more where he says, no one can, verse 44, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. He then says it again. Um, not that anyone has... Oh, no, not right there. A little bit further down, he says it. Um, oh, when they walk away, he says to them, to the people that I chose you, you didn't choose me. Um, I want to shoot through these Calvinist ones so we have a full amount of time to give uh, to the Arminian side. Romans 9. I a matter of fact, I'll just hit Romans 9. We'll... Hebrews 2 says that Jesus is the founder of your salvation, the founder and perfecter of your faith, and that he has control over everything. Um, Philippians, he who began a mighty work in you brings it to completion. It's God and you working. Isaiah, who can turn back what God does. He alone is a savior. He he made you for your purpose. You were created for his glory. And then Romans 9 will be the last place we go at, and then we're going to jump to the Arminian side. Um, then later it says he will draw all men to himself. Yes, Bryce. I've already mentioned that in John chapter 12. He says that, uh, when the son of man is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. Now I will tell you, I know the response that the Calvinist will give you. And if you guys ever want to go through that, I can definitely will. For example, uh, the all men statement there can be looked at in a way that they'll be able to at least articulate it pretty well, that that scripture is meaning all types of men, meaning not just rich, but poor, not just high class, but low class, not just, uh, uh, you know, this color or this color or this type of person um, because we know that later on it talks about those same exact things and how, you know, he didn't come for the the healthy, he came for the sick, et cetera, et cetera. And they will bring that argument to you. So like I said, I used to do a lot of debating with them. So I know their responses. If you guys ever want to go into apologetics and deal with reformists, I have no problem sharing with you uh, some of those responses of what they would do. Um, But so here we see uh, the main spot we want to go to is verse nine. And I could, we again, another episode, I would gladly go through Romans nine and tell you why I disagree with the Calvinist view to this to, a, uh, to an extent. He said, for this is what the promise said about this time next year, I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather, Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, no actions yet, In order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older older will serve the younger as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So again, that's a big text right there because we have to be able to come across that and say, okay, what is it? What is this saying? right. It's straight up. That's a pretty strong text towards the fact that Jacob had no choice unconditional election, irresistible grace. Jacob was going to be who Jacob was. Even if God got to wrestle him on the side of the road and beat his, beat his butt, like straight up. Um, Seth had no choice. He was the chosen seed of God. Isaac had no choice. He was the chosen seed of God. I mean, he had no choice. He went up to the mountain and got tied up. Right. Then it says, what shall we say? And this is the thing that the Calvinist is going to really bring to you. If you do discuss this with a Calvinist, he's going to say, Paul knew, The response and you sound like the person Paul is addressing and you never want to sound like the person the apostle is addressing. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? Which people do say that's unfair by no means for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you. And that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. Then.
0: Yeah. This stops next- there. Just stop there Go for ahead. a second. Just yeah. for a second. I just want to elaborate on that. Yeah. I need a breath. So away. <laughs> this, this can be taken out of context as well. So when we, when we see this, I will have Again, Paul Paul puts emphasis on the fact in this in this very epistle, as well to the Corinthians, he also says it in Timothy, he, there, God shows no partiality. God doesn't have favorites. So this is not to say that God is going, okay, I like that person the most. I'm going to have compassion on them. Again, look at what he goes on to say. With confirming what we read in Hebrews, and the hardening of your heart. So if your heart condition is in the right place, if your heart is in a position where you are seeking God, mercy and compassion will follow you. So let's just get that, make that very and abundantly clear here, that this yeah. is not a God has favorites kind of vibe, um, which which is, again, we, we can look at where Calvinists can do that and they can go, well, yes. there we go. That's proof. But yes. if we look at the text, this is, again, confirming what we read in 2 Samuel as well. This has got everything to do with the heart condition. If your Amen. heart is positioned in, in in a way where you are cavalier towards God's word, and you're like, oh, look at him. He's for slavery. He's this, he's that type of God, he's that. And you put God into this box of a of a kid with a magnifying glass burning ants, then that's do, that's yeah. you hardening your heart towards God. So it's 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 absolutely imperative that when you read this passage and we, we use correct hermeneutics, we see that he goes on to explain for the scripture says to Pharaoh. For this purpose I have raised you up so that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. Why? Because we've just gone through. Mike and I have just gone through Genesis. We've gone through the story. What do we see Pharaoh doing? Eight times before God. (laughs) Pharaoh constantly goes, okay, cool. I'll let them go. And then the next day, nah. I'm not going to let them go. So the hardening of the heart, God gave Pharaoh over to what he wanted. That's it. His so, desires uh, were met. I'm
1: going to be honest with you, JD. I think actually the best way to do this is that we do in our, we do part two and do Arminianism on Monday because yeah. we're already yeah. at 27 minutes left. And there's a lot of questions I want to answer. Um, And Romans 9 is a really strong one. So uh, the question from uh, Juan von Veren, I'm sorry if I slaughter that. And I'm going to answer this. For everybody. And then, if anyone has any more questions as far as how I believe predestination is, again, hour and a half video. But you said, so predestination is for everyone. If you believe it, it will be done to his will. But if uh, you don't believe, how is that his will? So, no, I, that's not what I would say predestination is. The summary that I would give you is this I believe the problem is we try to read this into the individual level. And rather, I see the scripture saying that God has predestined the fact that how it will end what I mean by this, what I mean is this, God has said that I will save some and those that I don't save will be judged and they will face my justice. Our choice is what side of his will do we want to be a part of? Do we want to be a part of yeah. his glorification of grace or his glorification of hell? It's predetermined how all this will end. No matter what, the wicked will be punished. The, uh, the elect will be saved. And Jesus will be king. That's predetermined. It is happening. Amen. So instead of looking at Amen. it as where the chess pieces on the chessboard, look at it as the chessboard is God's and we're on it walking around. Whose team do you want to be on? Which side do you want to be on? And, and I believe he's given us that choice. Do you want to follow the rebel or do you want to follow me? No matter what, I keep telling you how this is going to end. You should know by now I'm not a liar because that's all it really takes for me. God knows how it's gonna end. He said how it's gonna end. I'm yeah. gonna be on the winner's team. Um, so that's the summary as quick as possible that I can on predestination. Like I said, an hour yeah. and a half video of me going through as many texts as possible is available on um YouTube. Um JD, I wanted to add something. Would to you that mind that? Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, can you open up John three? from verse 17 i just want to i just want to point something out there as well um just on the back of what you said with regards to predestination
1: there's also something in john 3 i would like to point out that you brought me there thank you see we praise jesus man always there jd Just come on
0: (laughs) it's moi. all right so we we see yeah so we see this Right, so pay close attention to this, guys. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, which KJV says his only son, Whoever whosoever believes in him uh, should not perish but have eternal life. But now let's, let's go on. Look at Jesus having conversation conversation with the devout Jew here. And he says, For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, is the first one, but in order that the world might be saved through him. What? The world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already.
1: Already. Oh, yeah, that's because he has not
0: believed. You see what I'm saying? So so again, when we go to to when it comes to the gospel, this is not a question of 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 whether or not. God is going okay that is going to hell and that person is going to heaven that's that's not the that's not what we're saying amen what yeah. we're seeing is 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 this is the truth the light is coming into the world as we see in john chapter one verse nine you still have a responsibility to, to respond to the light amen and look what he goes on to say look what he goes on to say and this is the judgment the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not want to come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. This
1: is the words of God. There you have it. So I, 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 I love that, that. And if you really look at it, at what, what you just said is what's also interesting is it, it, it shows what I was saying about uh, and this is also what Calvinists, uh, uh, it actually confirms what I said that I, be- uh, that I believe Calvinists actually believe, and I believe it gets misrepresented, and I would agree with this. Again, we're all already sinners before Jesus shows up. So Jesus isn't yep. saying, if you don't choose me, that's why, no, it's, you're, you're already on, free- on your way there. I came to give you freedom, so uh, when we look yeah. at what i believe predestination is look at it this way we're all playing with our sin which is matches and the buildings on fire jesus shows up to save that's a free gift however if he doesn't save you he didn't owe you that and you're in your own fire like it's not like if he pulls away because yeah whatever i don't i don't need that right now that's not his fault this is why i believe he said um mercy on who he whom we have mercy what he's saying very clearly is because here's what the truth is and i don't think uh calvinists read it this way if we read all of romans what's happening the jews are sitting there saying we're the chosen ones and and he's like yo gentiles and you are both equally sinners if you go back to romans 2 he's like y'all had the oracles yes but like you need jesus uh the gentiles need jesus etc cetera, etc cetera. and jews don't like the gentiles so here in romans 9 paul's making it clear First of all, who are you to think that you're entitled to salvation? He will have mercy on whom He has mercy. He will save whom He saves. And I believe this again is that people, that that larger picture, not the individual of God saying, "I don't owe any of you salvation. You all can burn in hell, and I owe you nothing." So I'll do yep. what I want. So whether you get saved or not, or whether your friend gets saved or not, it's not my fault. I will offer it, and and it's there for you. But it, it, I will save who I save, right? So I see it as that. More so like that, and it is strongly to the Jews saying, "No, you're not chosen just because you're blood." And Jesus hits that with the Nazareth uh, situation. But when you mentioned John three, I've shared this with you before, JD, about this little moment where I feel like uh, Jesus refer- kind of shows the sovereignty of God because after Nicodemus gets confused, we see him say, "Do not marvel that I said that I said to you, you must be born again." Like, don't don't freak out about that. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. This demonstrates something of like, it's not anything you can control. Cause think about it. Nicodemus didn't say Boom. just like, how does that happen? He says, how do, does a man, like, it's like an action we can do. How does a man, how does he word it? Let me just look real quick. Uh, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time? So it's the man's actions. Jesus is like, first of all, that which is water, water is water, that which is spirit is spirit. But all that to the side, I mean, in the 2024 version, Jesus is saying, hey, don't, don't freak out about it. At the end of the day, it's really not up to you. That's what it sounds like he's saying to an extent here. Is that like the uh, the wind blows where it wishes. You hear it sound, but you don't really know what's going on, but it, it happens. And it comes to people, and this, and this is why I said JD bringing it here. This is also something that a Calvinist can point to and say, "You see, this is the evidence of regeneration before faith." Because I forgot to mention that what they believe is—I kind of skimmed over it—they believe that the person is regenerated before you come to him, which explains why you come. And what they'll point to is something that I think we all can agree we've somewhat uh, came uh, have an experience of is. I know God was working on me before I actually came to him. Like, I don't know if I can uh, uh, put my thumb on when, but something started drawing me, right? Um, So they'll say that that's regeneration. Me, I believe that's the call in my heart. That's where we disagree, right? I don't believe I'm regenerated at that moment. They'll, They'll say, because you're the elect, you're already regenerated. You're coming back. Like At that point, there's nothing stopping you. So there's going to be what they what they believe when it comes to regeneration, because faith is also given to you by God. It's a gift of God in in their uh, doctrine.
0: Amen. So I think the the other thing is also is the it's it's also that that when we when we look at the text and and we see what 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 Paul is saying and how he's explaining it a lot of a lot of the time we and, and this goes back to the beginning if i'm going to read my ideologies or, or what i've already uh ascertained or what i've already come to the conclusion of i'm going to interpret the scripture that way so that's what they say it's a calling and you read gene before and that's why you respond but you know like mike says he believes i also believe that these atheists that troll and and mock god they're fully aware of what they're doing they they're not they're not like uh, your sky daddy or this or that. They're fully aware. They're mocking God because they're aware of His presence. So again, what we're seeing is 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 the tug on them to repent, the truck, the tug on them to come to and believe the gospel. But rather mm. than believe the gospel, and repent, they still think that their their something in their life was unjust or they've been treated unfairly. And when you get down to the core with many atheists that have converted to Christianity or that have come to the knowledge of the truth, they'll tell you the same thing. It wasn't an issue that there was no God, but more an issue. I had an issue with who God was. In my mm-hmm. eyes, he was a villain. In my eyes, he was a bad man. So, mm-hmm. so and, and we see this, that, that lots of lots of men especially turn away from the faith because of their earthly fathers. Because of how their earthly fathers raised them or, or their dads were missing or their dads ran out when they were young. And they look, how can you have a heavenly father if you can't even have an earthly father? So so this is why there is this attack. And this is, I'm getting sidetracked just for a second here, yeah, but this is why there is this attack on male headship. There, throughout government, throughout schools, throughout everything, there is this attack on male headship because if 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 Satan removes the father from the equation the the rest of the family crumbles and it's the same as Paul says to us in Ephesians Christ is the head of the church husband is the head of the wife and 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 so we have that biblical order which i mean you can go get the t-shirt if you want click in the link below but here is here are, here are the facts most people most it's people fact, yeah. are rejecting they are rejecting God, and I'm making an unequivocal statement here. They're rejecting God because of how they've been treated by other people, not because of what God's done. And we see this with these fake prophets and false prophets that that don't heal when they've been promising. They've been promising healing. People don't blame Benny Hinn. They don't blame TB Joshua. They blame God. Why didn't God heal me? And 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 this is again. This is this
1: is why it is imperative that we stick. Stick to the text. I'm done. Oh, amen. Um, So I wanted to (laughs) answer Ashley's question real quick because this is going to be where I answer the question of why people probably also might think I'm a Calvinist, not the ones that are... This is more on the lines of people that understand theology because everything beyond the part of getting saved, I don't think I really have a disagreement with Calvinism. Like once they're saved, because we agree that... The Holy Spirit sanctifies you perfectly, that you can't interrupt that. We all agree there because we've all said it a million times, right? We believe that he who began a mighty work in you will bring it to completion. We believe that we have eternal security, that we're sealed into the day of judgment. I uh, mean, until the day of, of Jesus. We believe that God is working on us and making us uh 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 more like his son and and causing us to have his his fruit, which is the love and joy and peace and patience and self-control. Um so it, it's really my disagreements and where I can't uh, agree and I find it to be troubling is, again, those spots before salvation of how a man is drawn. Does God select a few and draw them only or does he draw all, um, you know, how the elect? Those are my issues with Calvinism. Um, I have no shame to say, I, as, is there anything after we get saved, after they get saved that Calvinists believe that I, that we don't? I don't know. Am I missing something, JD? Because after salvation, I'm pretty sure at that point there's they're on the same boat as most people. Um, I think the biggest problem is that people don't like that idea that um, of their how their view is with the election yeah. and how how someone comes. I think I think the only the only thing
0: that I've noticed, and and this is mainly between dispensationalists and Calvinists, is that dispensationalists to the view that sanctification is like a once-off and you are sanctified because the the king james version says sanctified you have been sanctified um and calvinists would look at sanctification as a entire process from the moment you are regenerated until the moment you died you are being sanctified constantly so so uh um and again I can, you know, I can look at both views and go. I can agree with both views. Um, ultimately, we are sanctified, yes, but we are being sanctified as well. So uh, it's the same as it's the same as, as Jesus Christ making us His righteousness. His righteousness makes us righteous. We are not righteous, uh, and and the flesh we will continue to sin. We will continue to fall. But because of Him living inside of us, we have been made the righteousness um, of Christ. So so Amen. it. it these are. We, this is where we we run a slippery slope of, of getting caught up in semantics and, <laughs> I and, was about to say. and yeah yeah and 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 that's what I always caution people against. And this is probably why Mike and I don't do debates on TikTok because they're not fruitful. They don't go anywhere. And 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 what I've learned from my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm, I've got brothers and sisters in Christ across the board. You know, I've got dispensationalists and Calvinists and. And Arminius, I've got all sorts of brothers and sisters in Christ. I love them all the same. But w- what it comes down to is, is I will not get into certain discussions with them because I know it's going to sour the relationship. It's going to, and, and and I'll just agree to disagree um, and walk away. So that that would be my advice when it comes to, if you've got more questions about it, and this has been a great episode. And and when it comes to Calvinism, it, it, it really is a two-part episode uh, Calvinist verse Arminia. So definitely carry on with it on Monday. But when it comes to the doctrines of tulip, there are things within those doctrines that yes, Mark yeah. and I will both look at and go, we agree. Um, but it's not, it's, we don't use that doctrine to say so such and such a person isn't saved because of.
1: Yeah. Bam. That's the thing that people need to understand that. Like, A doctrine comes as a whole, right? And and yes, there might be some things we disagree with, but as far as their whole doctrine goes, it doesn't have any issues with what matters, which, what did we say the other day? Your uh, uh, soteriology, how a man be saved, and your Christology, who Jesus is. Um, Amen. I I don't know about you guys, but literally one of the greatest books on the Trinity is written by a Calvinist. Uh, So I'm pretty sure that I can say that they know who Jesus is. And um, the fact that they they know what the gospel is now. As far as um oh there was one more thing I was gonna say as far as what, when it comes to Calvinism because some people oh that is, that's what it is I saw someone mentioning comments that they they know Calvinists that are scared their kids might not be elect that's a younger stage Calvinist and that's close to the case stage it's not case stage but it's close to it where they they get these kind of mindsets um for example I've heard people say oh so why do Calvinists even <laughs> Well, actually, no, it, when, I meet, when I meet mature Calvinists, they don't look at it like, oh, God's got elect, chalk it up. The mature Calvinists will say, I don't understand how any of it works either, but I do believe that God has elect. I don't know who that is, and I don't know how God's going to reach them. He might use me. So they still believe evangelism holds its purpose because God might be using them to reach mm. an elect, and we don't know who the elect are. So let's, again if you want to reach somebody or have a conversation, you can't misrepresent them. Um, And in our last little couple of minutes, I want to finish off the major part of Romans nine, because I think this one is one of the ones that they're going to heavily use. If you talk to one, because what's the pushback on Calvinism. A lot of times it's not fair that how is that? How is that? uh, You know, how are you saying this man has no excuse, et cetera, et cetera. And Paul in this moment says the same thing about his opposition to what he's saying. He says, you will say to me, Why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? So what Paul's basically saying is, y'all are going to oppose me by saying, how's it my fault if that's how God made me and I can't choose anything? He has mercy on whom he has mercy. He made me this way. I can't do anything about it. We hear this about the sexuality discussion. And again, when people are going against Calvinism, they'll say, how's that fair if he's only electing these 10 people over here and these 10 go to hell? He didn't elect them. That's not fair. Well, Paul is saying, and he responds just like this. But who are you, oh man, to answer back to God? So he first off says basically, and what we would say in modern day is, yo, who do you think you are? That's basically what Paul is yeah. saying in what the co- <laughs> context here. It's That's Amen. the polite way, but Amen. who are you, oh man, to s- answer back to God? It's yo, who do you think you are, bro? And the next line says it. Well, what is molded? Say to the motor. Why have you made me like this? And then he says, Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction In order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. See, this, in my opinion, if I was to defend this verse, I believe this actually confirms what I told you guys I believe. I believe that in my understanding of predestination, that involves him not punishing on the spot. And he's allowing... People to exist to get the chance at grace, but also so that it happens at once. So at the end, when we are all standing with our king, we will watch the justice. He, 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 like it says here, endures with much patience, these vessels of wrath, mm. people who are sinners, because he has a day prepared. So notice how he doesn't say he prepared the vessels of wrath. It says he's waiting with endurance and patience for what he has prepared, which is the day of wrath. Right. Right in order to make known his riches of glory, uh, I mean, uh, his riches of, of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, right? So all in all, I believe that this agrees with what I say. But again, someone's going to still watch this episode, tell everybody that Mike and JD are Calvinists, even though we could say 47 times in an episode, no, I am not. Um, but again, I don't feel like Calvinists are as dirty as people say, because if you just listened. They don't believe what you think they believe that bit. Matter of fact, I just want to yeah. take a shot here. Comment if you were wrong on what you thought Calvinists believe. Just, just say something like, I was wrong. Um, and if you weren't, just don't say anything. Because I just want to see real quick. Because the problem is, yes, do I disagree with them? Absolutely. But it's not a doctrine of demons that people think they're running around like, God is in control, so much so that... I'm literally only moving because God has the controller. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what people think about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God is God is not a. This is the whole thing. God is not a micromanager, guys. God is not a micromanager every single day, and the, and 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 this is why we fall short. And again, the, the this has brought me to a another another subject. But we see in Revelation where where he lists the people that will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul lists a, a group of people in Galatians five, in one Corinthians six. You know, neither murderers, nor idolaters, nor fornicators. Yeah, this is a position of heart. This is your position. This is an unrepented person. <laughs> like we we see a lot of people look at that and go, okay, shucks, I told a lie today. Um, now Revelation says liars will not inherit the kingdom. Again, it's not about telling a lie. It's if your position, if everything that comes out of your mouth is 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 like John says, they are of their father. If everything yeah. that comes out of your mouth is a lie, it's not. It's not like uh, it's your individual you know, sin. Uh, yeah exactly i mean this is is again we have to look
1: your identity is now christ so your old sin identity is covered up with the new sticker like you know you put the sticker on top of another so because you have christ's identity on top of your identity you pass through the gates despite the fact that your identity does have murderer in there because you've looked at people with hate your identity does have uh, uh adulterer and idolater and all those things however Exactly, Jesus put his stamp on top exactly. so that the father sees his son before he sees you,
0: amen. Hold on, we love you, we love all our Calvinist <laughs> We love you all, man. We love you all, all of our Calvinist brothers. We love you, we love you, and uh, yeah, if if we've <laughs>
1: we got a show to do guys chill out i'm sorry jd i'm sorry bring me kanan you know yeah i'm sorry did i do it look he done frozen everything he done frozen everything and my man has got stuck in the laugh like just it's over he broke i broke jd guys he he, he, i broke him (laughs) Oh man! So I'm gonna be putting up an application. We're gonna be bringing in a new co-host. I broke JD. I think I did broke JD. <laughs> oh it
0: man! It's, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't know why it's so funny.
1: Back, I really am gonna go back and get the statement, and I'm gonna actually I'm just gonna create a soundbite where it says "bring <sighs> me." Kaden, it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna actually pay a voice actor from fiverr.com. Oh my goodness, I need a t shirt video now. Oh, ooh, ooh! the intro video, it's the desert, it's quiet, (laughs) and then suddenly you hear, Bring me Kaden, and then TCM drops down, boom, JD, JD. (laughs) I feel <laughs> hey, where the- <laughs> All right, it's time for me to stop. I'm going to drive him nuts over there as he dies in laughter and gets the sore throat from laughter. So guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us for our Wednesday episode. And as promised, we are going to finish this. Let's look in the, I'm going to show you guys real quick. We still got the other half of our chart to go through with uh, Arminianism where it's the complete opposite. They don't believe in total depravity. They don't believe in unconditional election. They don't believe in limited atonement. They don't believe in irresistible grace and they do not believe in the perseverance of the saints. So it is going to be a fun packed episode Uh, on Monday, uh, discussing Arminianism. And uh, hopefully we finish out this series with that. And if we need another episode, then we'll do it. We'll see what happens. But I hope you guys have a blessed and amazing night. Uh, For those that will be over on TikTok hanging out, I will see you uh, shortly after this. And for those that I won't see on TikTok, I will see you guys next uh, uh, Monday. Monday, that's it. JD?
0: Grace and peace, brother. I love you. And we need to get together in a few hours to uh, read the Bible. Just a reminder you're going to have to wake up uh, early.
1: I'll DM you on Discord. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man love you all thank you